bow our heads together. Father, Lord, truly we've come, Lord, tonight to touch you, Lord. To touch the hem of your garment, Lord, that we could be made whole. Lord, in our body, in our spirit, in our mind. Father, if we could just touch you, Lord, tonight. We ask, Lord, that you would just come this evening and walk by our way, Father. Lord, as you walk by that little woman's way and as she reached out that hand of faith and touched you. Lord God, may you walk down through every aisle, Lord, give every person an opportunity to touch you, Lord. To reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. Father, we just ask that you would just come in a special way, Lord, and anoint our hearts to receive, Lord. Anoint me to speak your word, Father. Help me to step out of the way, Lord, that I can be used of you, Lord, for your glory and for your honor. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Ephesians 6 and verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I'd just like to bring to your attention this evening, there in verse 14, having your loins girt about with truth. I'd like to speak to you on the belt of truth. But this gird means to encircle or bind with a flexible band, band such as a belt. It's to make fast, it's to make secure a sword by a belt, to surround yourself with this, to prepare yourself for action. And I would like to just look at a, this thought on the belt of truth and how that it holds all the armor together. A couple of services ago, we spoke on the, sword, or the shield of faith, and, but this belt actually was placed around the waist as we do today. It was in the same location, the same area, and it was placed there to hold the garments in place, number one, and also it was placed there to hold all the armor together. And without this belt, the, the breastplate of righteousness or the breastplate would fall, flop around, your garments would flop around, there wouldn't be a place for your sword to hang upon, there wouldn't be a place for your shield, there, there wasn't, there, it, was, it was the very centerpiece of your armament. And without it, you was without a weapon, without it, you was without armor, without it, Amen. You didn't have anything to depend upon because all of these were connected to this belt. And, and Paul likens this belt to being truth. And we know that truth is the number one thing in our life. Without truth, we have nothing. 
Without truth, we have nothing but lies. Without truth, uh, we don't have a firm foundation to stand upon. Without truth, uh, we're wavering. You know, as the Bible says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. What is it? It's something there that he's lacking. He's lacking truth. He's lacking a place to stand upon him. And Paul said to gird yourself with truth because truth holds everything in its place. In First Peter, he would pick it up and he would say, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. He would bring where the belt is placed, the spiritual belt is placed around your mind. It's placed there to guard yourself from doubt. It's the place there to guard yourself from fear and unbelief and, and from wavering and from doubting and from all these things is to guard you. Amen. You know, to keep your mind guarded with truth. Now, you're either held by truth or you're bound by a lie. Amen. You're either held by truth or you're bound by a lie. Either, either way, you know, it's no, you can't be no other place to put it or another other way to say it. It's either today truth is holding you where you are and holding you in your battle and holding you in your storm or you're bound by a lie. Amen. And so we see here as Pilate is, he would even stand before truth. He would say what? He would ask the question, what is truth? You know, what is it that is, uh, that is true? He, he was trying to figure out is what they say is true, is what this says is true. What is truth? And the very God of truth was standing there before him. When John 14 verse 6, Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to me to the Father but by me. Now, I want to see, I'll look also in Ephesians 4 and verse 17. It says, I say therefore and testify in the Lord that he henceforth, ye henceforth walk not after other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to the work of all cleanliness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ, for so be that you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Amen. So you came here into this world speaking lies. You came into this world with your mind uh, bound by a lie. You know, we know our, our mother Eve sold us by, by a lie. Amen. She bound this whole world by a lie. It's held today by a lie. Amen. This world today is held by a lie. Come on, somebody. But there's a truth that has come in this hour that has set you free. Amen. You came to this world maybe thinking you were somebody and you was going to go down a certain path and you was going to have a certain career and you was going to do a certain thing. But the truth came along your pathway and it began to reveal to you you're not a son of perdition. You're not a son of uh, slavery to sin. That's not who you are. You're not a drunk. You're not a druggie. You're not this. But the truth has come upon our pathway and has set us upon a place where we can stand. And he said that ye have put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. What was the former conversation of the old man? Lies. It was lies that Satan tried to tell you. He tried to tell you you didn't belong to God. Maybe he's still trying to tell you that tonight. He tried to tell you didn't. You never came from God. God don't love you. God hates you. It was a former conversation of your old man that drove you to do the things that you've done. But truth came your way. And truth allowed you to put off the former man, to put off the old man and his lies and the corruption according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. That you put on the new man, truth. Amen. That you put on the new man, truth, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying. 
And speak every man truth which is with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. See, Eve, as long as she stayed with truth, she was protected. But the earth and man today is bound because of her stopping and listening to a lie. Truth was given to you to protect you. Without truth, you have no protection. Your shield, your, your armor can't hold in this place. As the breastplate was flopping around and gives room for the fiery darts of the enemy to come through. Uh, your shield is not able to withstand. Your sword is not in this place. Without truth, you have no protection. You have no weapon. You are defenseless. Without truth, you're, you're done. You, can, you're, you're, you, you have no, no way to fight. Without truth, there's nothing you can stand upon. And we know that we live in a world today that doesn't want truth. We live in a world today that they don't want an absolute. They don't want to accept the Bible as truth because the Bible cries out against their lies. Amen. They don't want to hear where it's man with man, man with woman, and, 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 and God is against man with man and woman with woman. And, and all. They don't want those kind of things. They don't want the dress, and they don't want the ideas, and they don't want all these rules and regulations. They they don't want truth. But there's a people who love truth, who have a sincere desire, and they love the truth and what the truth has done for them. Satan's attack is always to try to move the absolute to discredit the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 1 says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. Why? He said, why, why would it be in the mind? The greatest battle ever fought is in the mind. Amen. So how can you not be shaken in your mind as be girded by truth? Listen, there's times in our lives, things begin to crumble, things begin to shake. We get a doctor's report or something goes on, and we get into, all of a sudden our world is whirling around. But a real Christian, it might whirl for a moment, but then it comes back to its, its axis, and that is truth. And it stops on a scripture, and it says, but the Lord God healeth all my diseases. By his stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. Amen. You might wobble for a moment, but you will come back because you have girded your mind and your heart and your body with truth. Amen. Amen. Just got word today, speaking of truth, Sister Kathy Morgan had been having issues in her body, having, having gallbladder. She thought issues, and then they, she went for some tests, and they find this mass, and, and they want to do further tests. And I know she came up for prayer Went yesterday and they couldn't find anything. That's truth. <laughs> Amen. That's our God. Amen. I, I told one of my, my friends about my wife's situation and what the doctors think. You know, they, they thought they found something on her lungs and he was telling it to his family and and, and his young teenage son is really, hasn't really found himself yet, but he's, you know, he knows what's right, but he's struggling in things as they do, and they go through those teenage years, and he, he just kind of smiled, and he said, well, I can tell you, that devil picked the wrong church to show up. He won't last long there. <laughs> Hallelujah! 
I like to be a church known, known for devils don't last long here. They don't last long in our lives. They don't last long in our homes. They don't last long in our minds. They don't last long in our bodies. Why? Because the truth has come and it set you free. And your mind has been guarded and girded by truth. That when the devil shoots a dart in there, truth is there to block it and say, that's not the truth. That's the devil's lie. Amen. So we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you soon, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come in a fallen away first that the man of sin be revealed and the son of perdition who, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped that he sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that what I, when I was yet with you I told you these things and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed at this time. For the mystery of iniquity doth work already. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That when that wicked shall be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Bound by a lie. Lying wonders. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of truth. They receive not the love of truth that they might be saved. So it's not just good enough to have truth. You also have to love truth. Amen. We can have truth. We can preach truth. We can throw truth out there. We can give truth day after day, service after service. But if there ain't a love there that says, that's mine. I take it for myself. That's what he's talking about, the love. I will take it to myself. As a man would take a bride or a wife would take a husband, you're to take truth to yourself. It goes around your loins. It goes around you to yourself. It's not somebody else's. It's not this person. That's true. It's your own personal revelation. It's your own truth. God has given you Amen. that withstands the enemy when he comes. He says, for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Mercy. But we, that they should believe a lie, and they that all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks away, always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. He says in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3, he says, For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables or lies. Satan will place lies upon people and hold them for years. Complexes. And they'll be bound by that lie. 
And truth can be presented to them, but unless they take it for themselves, it'll do them no good. They got to grab that promise and put it around them. That's mine. Amen. And complexes and past family failures and lies and past mistakes and past failures can hold people bound for years. But truth is here to set you free. See, Satan will make you all kind of promises. But he has nothing to give you. Because he has nothing. He don't have no salvation. He don't have no healing. He don't have no deliverance. Hello, somebody. <laughs> hey, man, you got a sinner. First thing he does is get cancer. Who's he go to? He don't go to Satan. He goes to God. He turns from all head. Oh, God, forgive me. I, I want to do right. I, I want to live right. And he makes a turn, you know, for a moment. You see people make turns. They flop over leaves, you know. They turn a new leaf. They, they do things when tragedy strikes or something goes on in their life. And they don't, they don't turn to the devil. They turn to God. They know what's truth. But they haven't accepted it for themselves. Oh, brother so-and-so believes it. Sister so-and-so believes it. It does for them and their family. But what about you? Satan don't have nothing to offer. He don't have light. His kingdom is darkness and the end thereof is death. Darkness and death in Satan's kingdom. What is Satan's kingdom? Anything contrary to the word of God. Anything contrary to the word of God is Satan's kingdom. Anything contrary to the precepts of God. The word of God is not God. What is it? it what, is, what is sin? It is righteousness perverted. What is death? It is life perverted. What is the kingdom of Satan? Anything that's setting something to take place in the word. Anything, any teaching. One, just one word off. That one word is all Eve needed to believe. And that one word is all you need to disbelieve. Whew. The only way to stay in divine fellowship is to keep that word. God said, thou shalt do this. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt do this. You can do this and do this, but don't do this. But one little piece of commandment she disobeyed and started the whole thing in the condition we got. It made every hungry child that's ever in the world. It caused every pain that's ever been felt. It's called every death that's ever took place. It's caused every sorrow. It's caused every heartache by believe, disbelieving one word. Because 99% truth is still a lie. Every sin that's been committed, she caused it. She enticed to do something better because she was promised to be maybe somebody better, you know. Oh, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. That's something better. That's what Satan tried to give her, something better, a better class. You know, that's, his kingdom can promise nothing but death. That's the only thing promised in his kingdom is death. He said, well, Brother Timothy, I don't know about all this stuff about God and this anyway. I don't know nothing. My mind's so tore up because we you know why. You've been believing lies. There's a truth there. I've, I've talked to many people. I've talked to agnostics. I've said, you know, hey, let me ask you a question. You know, I, I believe I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Let me ask you a question. I get down to the end of this thing, and I close my eyes, and there's nothing but blackness, and there's nothing. Nothing, nothing on top of nothing, nothing, period. Nothing. What have I lost? Nothing. 
I've lost nothing living the life I live. I can tell you a lot I've gained. But I've lost nothing. Oh, yeah, I can tell you some things I lost. I lost my sin life. I lost my life living for the devil. That's what I lost. And I gained everything in Christ. I said, but let me ask you one thing. If you get down to the end and there's something there and there's a being that we're talking about God, what have you lost? When truth is standing before you, what have you lost? When you get down to the end of time and you stand before that judgment throne, what have you lost? When truth is standing before you. And you have the opportunity to put truth around you. You'll either be held by truth or judged by truth. Amen. His kingdom can promise nothing but death. That's all he is. He's the author of death. He can promise lies because he's the father of lies. He can't give you life. He can't give you heaven. There's no heaven in him to give you. Think of it. One word to disbelieve God through a promise of the devil or his machinery. One word sends you into torment. That's the way it started. And if God in his mercy as he is will send this mass of hell upon the earth and cause little hungry children, all kinds of afflictions, starving people, death on the earth because one word at the beginning could not even, he overlooked it, looked it over and kept it from having all this mass of suffering, could he not have done it? Then if he wouldn't excuse one word then, why would he excuse one word now? When Adam and Eve listened to the lie of the devil, the holy image of God left them. Their fellowship was broken with God. Their fellowship of oneness with God was broken. The very minute they listened to a lie, that broke their fellowship with God. We'll go through a few things for a moment. Bear with me. He said, Satan's lied to you. You've been suffering. You're going through a change of life. That's been on you, the menopause, for about five years. You take every kind of medicine that comes along. None of it does any good. You're anemic, my loving sister. Why don't you just believe Jesus Christ will make you well? Let's talk about truth for a moment. You've taken a lie. Let's talk about truth. He said, why don't you do nothing? He said, don't have nothing to do with the devil. He said, go out this building and be made well. God is standing here with the power of his spirit to let me know your life. Can't he make you well also? That's what he wants me to do. I wasn't reading your mind. It's because you're believing now. Hallelujah. He said, Almighty God, author of life, seeing that her faith lays and laying on her hands, I pray for your mercy. These dark shadows hanging around this little woman, knowing that Satan always along there to tempt her in this time of life. But Jesus, you're always along there standing in the shadows watching your children. Nothing can harm them. Your enemy is God's servant. I take charge over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. That's what truth will do. He said, all right, lady. He says, if God knew that was in your life and what's been your life, he surely would know you're healed. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
You've always been just a little bit nervous when you was a little girl one time coming to school. Something or another ran up to you, scared you a little bit. He said, there you were in that old checkered plaid dress on. You remember that? It's all over now. So now what you going to believe? Satan's lie that he lied or truth? He said, I'm not beside myself. It's such a feeling to know that right now. Stands Jesus, the one who raised from the dead, the one who loves you so much. He's speaking for me now. I'm preaching about him. He's talking. That's him. Excuse me, lady. I didn't mean to leave you. I have to follow the spirit where he leads, where the spirit leads. Here's a dark streak coming from one woman to another one. What is it? It's the devil. He knows his time has come. Hallelujah, this woman here, you're extremely nervous, hysterically nervous. I see you doing, trying to do things, and you just can't. You're mental nervous. Satan told you that you're going to lose your mind if you don't get over it, but he has lied to you. He has lied to you. Amen. The little lady, Satan, lied to you. I seen a dark shadow come to you, said you're going to lose your mind and go crazy. He said that to you. He suggested suicide, suggested all kinds of things. But the truth is, God healed you. Hallelujah. God healed you. You're going home now to be well. Whoa. Why don't somebody grab that belt of truth and say, I'm walking out of here well. I'm walking out of here delivered. I'm walking out of here set free. I'm walking out of here a different person. I'm putting off that old man. (laughs) Amen. So we're strangers, strictly strangers. You're away from here, live away from another city. You got a lot of trouble in your heart. Heart trouble to begin with. Whole lot of blackness. I see a black sheet that's following you. Oh, it's a lie. Somebody told a lie on you, and that was a man was professing divine healing. Sister says, yes, sir. He said, you said you was a witch. Yes, is that true? Yes. You've got a whole stir in your church, something or another about it. Is that right? Your pastor's sick right now, got polio. Sister, don't pay no attention what them people tell you. They're lying. The only thing's wrong with your heart is that nervous condition because you got all worked up. Go home in peace and God bless you. You're all right. You're not a witch. Oh, Jesus. Maybe you come in here all tore up about something, but may the word of truth come upon you and reveal that's not who you are. That's not who the devil said you are. He can say all kinds of things, but it don't mean you are unless you believe it. Whose report will you believe? He said, I want to ask you something. You be honest with me. He said, when I spoke cancer and death, something strange happened. Is that right? You had a funny feeling like, that's right. Wave your hands as the people will see it. See, it's leukemia. That's what your doctor said. And he's right. And you're under a shadow of death. And now that dark streak is going to that one. It's that devil that's called cancer. But it's a killer, a tormentor. It's on this man and that woman. And see, that devil was calling for help to try to get this man to disbelieve. But the Holy Spirit beat him there. And he put faith on that woman. 
Hallelujah. She touched something. See, the devil thought he could get by with it. You both believe on Jesus Christ and accept him as your healer. Raise your hand. Then in the name of Jesus Christ, I condemn that devil to leave you both. Go and be well. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan tries to come and torment you sometimes. Amen. You don't realize how many times the Holy Spirit is waiting and he beats him to you. He sits there upon you and he guards your heart and he guards your mind. What is it? He anoints the word for the moment that you're living in. Hallelujah. If you've got that word of truth wrapped around you, the Holy Spirit will come and anoint it for the time that you're going through. It's his promise. We know the story. Brother Branham told a lie. See what a lie will do. It had been six weeks ago. The attorneys had me all tore up in an investigation until I hardly knew where I was at. I'd just been home from office to eat dinner. Private phone number rang. and Me to answer and said some attorneys again. Said I just couldn't stand another evening like that in my head. Feels like it's going off. I'm losing my mind, just pulling me away this way, that way. I can't stand it. I jumped up, tell him I'm not here, and he ran around behind the house. So when I come back, me to being very conscious of those things, she met me at the door and she said, Bill, was that the right thing to do? He said, You know how you are. I'm trying to work it out. I said, I know how I am. He said, Sure, I wasn't in here right then, but I knew God had condemned me for that lie. I wasn't, I wasn't in there right then, said, but you was here when he made the call. And he said, that afternoon, I went to pray for a sick baby. And before I left the house, the phone rang again. And little Joseph ran over and took hold of the phone and said, Daddy, you want me to tell them you're not here? He said, you see how sin corrupts and lies keep moving on. He said, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence in God. But if our hearts condemn us, how can we have confidence? And this is what happened to you before you came to God. Satan had shattered your confidence in a God who could change your life. Maybe you heard service after service, service after, but Satan had changed your confidence, had shattered it. To where you said, could God do that for me? And Satan was right there. No, it's not for you. It's for this one over here and it's for that one over there. And, oh, yeah, that one over there. Your mom and daddy, they can believe it, but not you. Satan's lie. And as long as you believe that, you'll be bound by it. So I started to pray for this baby. When I started to lay my hands on it, the Lord rebuked me and said, you told a lie. And you ain't fit to pray for that baby. Turned to the man and said, sir, just wait here. I got to make something right. Said, I called the attorney, went down to the office said, look, sir, I told a lie. I had my wife to lie. She said I wasn't in there. I ran out behind the house, and I confessed it and told him everything that had happened. said, he walked up, put his hands on my shoulders, and said, Brother Branham, I've always had confidence in you, but I got more than ever now. A man that's willing to make right his wrongs. Hello, somebody. I told him, I said, I started to pray for a baby, and the Lord would just condemn me in my heart because I knew I'd done wrong. The next day, he went, said he went to his cave and began to pray. He said, God, will you come again? Let me know I'm forgiven. 
Just help me and come on my mind, Lord. I'm not very strong mentally because I have no education. I don't know what to do here. I don't know where to turn. I don't know how to deal with these things. But, Lord, you know my heart. I oughtn't have done that. I didn't mean to do it. My head just felt like it was coming off. I was so nervous. I've done is catch a moment when Satan caught me. If you'll forgive me, let me see you then, Lord. And said, God being my judge. He said, the bushes begin to whirl like a wind is swept over me. I cried and I wept and I shouted. I knew my sins were forgiven. See, I was disunified with God. And I couldn't have confidence for deliverance for that baby. But he said, the next day, truth had been cut, come back to his position. And the very next day, this man comes with heart trouble. And then Brother Branham prays for him. And he says, you know, he tells him all the whole story. And he said, but now, that's not against me no more. He said, the truth is here. And that man went for his operation. The doctor said, let me look at that ticker again. And he'd come back and he said, you don't need that operation. Why? Because truth had come on the scene. Hallelujah. And we're talking about the God of truth tonight. And I believe the more you talk about truth, the more he'll come by. I believe he's here to rewrite wrongs. I believe he's here to make lives right. I believe he's here to heal the sick, to save the lost, to rework marriages. He is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's the God we serve tonight. He says, we want complete deliverance. We don't want to be a halfway church. He said, we want to be a real church or no church at all. Oh, that's the truth. We want to be real Christians or no Christians at all. We want total deliverance from our habits, from our sins, from our evil thinking, from our evil doing, from our negligence, from the lies. We want total deliverance so that when people come to this church to be prayed for, He said, maybe not over a hundred or two sitting here, but they'll be completely in the hands of God. He said, I got confidence in that. Now, let's go back to the other side of it, truth. Brother Branham was at a little woman's home telling her about a story of some squirrels. Begin to speak to her. And the family that was sitting there and the different, different men that had been there began to talk about what had happened on this limb. This happened and on this one came down this way. And he said, just began to go down through it and tell the story. And little Hattie Wright was a little widow woman, didn't have much. She'd give a little offering to the church for the building fund. And he had actually wanted to take it and give it back to her. And the Lord wouldn't let him do it. He, he said the Lord had something more for her than that. Right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. And here she is, sitting there listening to this amazing story of the creation of animals. It's not amazing so much to me as far as unbelievable, because I know he's the God of creation. However God wants to do it, he can do it. I mean, I don't think he's ever asked any permission from anybody before. He sure don't have to ask our permission if he wants to do something. One day he decided to destroy the world with flood, and he did it. He decided to destroy the, the world, uh, you know, with the flood and all the things that happened. And uh, he held up waters. I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. And here this little woman's watching this, listening to this story. And, uh, and she begins to realize this man, this man tells the truth. 
This man's not a liar. This man, he tells the truth. And it just begins to well up inside of her until she responds. That's nothing but the truth. And when she spoke those words, he said the Holy Spirit fell into the room. It said, give her to the desires of her heart. And he told her, he said, listen, you ask what you will, Sister Hattie, and it'll be here. If you want $10,000, it'll be sitting on this table. If you want your little sister healed, it'll happen. Whatever you ask for, God will do it. It was truth. (laughs) But this little woman, she wasn't concerned about no money. She wasn't concerned about a temporary healing. She had two little boys that were straying from God and was going to the sinner's grave in the devil's hell. And she said, I want the salvation of my two boys. And truth was spoke. And when it happened, those two boys fell over and gave their hearts to God. When truth comes in, it makes a difference in lives. Brother Branham says it like this. He says, in time of trouble, he said, I had it here a lot long ago. He said, I lost my wife, lost my, chil- my children, my, my little girl. Somebody said to me, did you keep your religion? He said, no, it kept me. See, at an absolute, I know someday I'll see them again. I couldn't have made it if I wouldn't have had that truth. That absolute, I, it made a difference in me. What I was tied to because I knew I would see them again. And by grace, I am still tied to him. The I am, the I was, the ever-present, omnipresent, omnipotent, infinite. The, not the I was, the I am. I am tied to him. Usually, the old soldiers, when they put on their armaments of war, and I don't know, maybe you can see this picture a little bit. You can see the belt that runs around, it buckles in that breastplate of righteousness and it holds it in place. It also is a place as that sword is attached to on the side. It's buckled together, holding over their loins, these shields, to keep the enemy's spears off. What a real lesson it is to us. When the loins begin to get weak, and this belt begins to hang down and sag, and the shield said so they would tighten up that belt and bring it up tight again. Yeah. He said, what a picture today when you feel like you're slacking, yeah. uh-huh. and you feel like the devil's saying it's no use, reach down and tighten up the belt a little bit more. Pull up the sword a little tighter in your hand and go forward. Be ready for war. Be ready to march. This is what he told the children of Israel. He said, I want you to be dressed. I want you to be girded. I want you to have your, foot, your, your shoes on. I want it all in place because you're not staying here. You're leaving here. And this is what Paul is saying. He said, put on the whole armor because you're not staying here. You're leaving here. Sometimes you feel like giving in, giving up, and you feel yourself slacking. Oh, it's easy to get in that condition sometimes. Prayer life is slacking. Bible reading is slacking. Slacking, listening to tapes. Slack, slack, slack. 
pull your belt up tighter because it's still the truth. Oh, we got naysayers. We got people saying he lied. We got people, all kinds of things happening, but it don't matter. It's still the truth. Luke 12 and verse 35 says, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. It's something that's consistent. It's being active. It's not inactive. It's being active. A fire is not something that's inactive. It's something that's active. It's, it's, I'm amazed by fire. I, I, it's, it's, as Brother Philip would say, there's something about a fire. You just look at it and you stare into it and you see all these coals. You can look all the way down to the depths of it. Your mind can just look and funnel, just get almost tunnel vision as you just look into that fire. It's an active substance. And Paul is saying here in Luke, he said, let your loins be girded. In other words, be prepared. Don't become entangled because of they, they, they said when they would go to war, you know, they didn't wear slacks as men wear slacks today. They wore tunics and, and there was still yet, a, I read today looking at it, it was still yet even then a difference between a woman's and a men's dress. Still that same way today, whether the world wants that truth or not, it's still there anyway. Yeah. Amen. But they would have it down there around their knees right here. And he said that they would begin, when they went to war, they would grab it and they would tuck it into, their, into that belt of truth. Because they didn't want to become entangled with themselves and trip and fall and, and get mangled up and be trampled or whatever. So they would put it in there and they would tighten up their belt and they would tighten up their sword and they would check themselves to make sure I'm ready for this moment. And we're, like it or not, we're fighting a spiritual warfare. This is not a time to shine the armor and take it off and put it over there in the corner. This is a time to put your, make sure your loins are girded. To make sure you have truth around you. That you don't have just creeds and dogmas or doctrines, but truth that is around you. And you're girded. And your lights are burning. Come on, evening light tabernacle. Burning. They'll burn on a Wednesday night. That's why you're here tonight, because you got a light burning. They're burning. And ye yourselves like and ye yourself like unto men that wait for their Lord. In other words, be men. And you wait for the Lord when he shall return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Hello, somebody. You come to service and you got the belt of truth on. You got your loins girded. You got your light burning. And when the word is spoken, the Lord knocks on your door. You can say, yes, Lord, that's for me. I believe it. This is my time. This is my moment. This is my time with the king. You're prepared. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Even on a Wednesday night. Maybe he'll surprise you tonight. Don't be surprised. Be ready. Find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch or come in, if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants 
And this know that the good man of the house has known what the hour the thief shall come. He would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Come on, somebody. If he'd have been girded, his light burning, he'd have been watching. The thief wouldn't have got in. If you put that belt of truth, lies cannot enter in there. If you apply the word to your life and you keep it in the forefront of your life and you say, yes, Lord, this is what I live or die by, this word. Death can't enter. Amen. It says here, not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at the hour when you think not. I know that's a rapture in Scripture and a time even put there. But it's also a meaning more than just that. You should be ready every time he comes. Every service. Every day. He might drop in your car. Be ready. Just to speak a word to you. Just to come and comfort you for a little bit. To serve you some meat. (laughs) On a Wednesday night. Be ready. We come in here prepared. We don't, we don't come in here haphazardly and, oh, I just I guess I'll go to church tonight. No, we're going for a reason. The Lord's coming by our way. He promised he would come. And so I'm going to be ready for it. And I'm going to be prepared to receive something from him. Rahab in the Bible was held by truth. The word the spies had given her had held her in the time of the walls crumbling. In the time of the people were dying all around her. Things were happening all around her. There was a cord, a belt of truth that held her house together. Hello, somebody. It was a token. It was a bloodline. It was was the belt of truth that held her in the middle of her storm. Oh, God, could you imagine the chaos that was going on in that day? Here she was in her house. She'd got all of she could to come into this house. She'd throw this little red cord out. People probably laughed and made fun and said, what in the world? What she thinks of some kind of funny curtain or something? What, she, what is she doing? She was obeying what the prophet had spoke to her. What the messengers had given her, and she threw it out. And all of a sudden that day, as they watched all that take place, Next thing you know, it's popping and plaster and cement and rocks flying everywhere. All kinds of things, screams are happening. But in the middle of her house is safety. Why? Because she'd done what she was told to, and it was the truth. Hallelujah. Listen, this word's the truth, she said, brothers and sisters. All kinds of things is going on, chaos all around you, but it will hold. You're not holding it, it's holding you. You're bound by cords of truth that cannot be broken. Because you've listened to what the messenger of this age has said. Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He also said in John 17, 7, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth.
Now for just a few closing statements. Talking, thinking back again to Rahab held by truth. There's also a people in this day held by truth. By a word spoken through a prophet. I know people don't like you saying that kind of stuff, but it's the truth. He says, if you're a rugged Christian, if you're a real servant of Christ, he said, I have tonight blessings for the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have a gift that will work among the people. That's a confirmation. I've told you the truth. It's a confirmation. I've told you the truth. You think God would send down a hypocrite or a bogus message and then turn around and confirm that to be the truth? That's not our God. Our God is pure, unadulterated, and holy. He has nothing to do with errors. He's truth. He stays with his word. He is the word. He is truth. He would call himself the faithful and true, a true witness in the book of Revelation. A true witness, not a false witness, a true witness. A faithful, the amen. The, and I love how it's been said before that he would come behind. Every time the prophet of God would speak, he would come behind it and he would witness it to be the truth. God would say, do you realize God said amen to this word? <laughs> so let all hell assail against us. Let the fire darts come. Let the enemy do what they will. They can't get by the walls of protection. The walls of faith, the walls of truth, they can't penetrate through those things if you stay behind it. Rahab wasn't safe outside of it, but behind it she was invincible. The promise of Jesus Christ just before his coming that the world would turn back to Sodom, the messengers would go out and the things would be done just exactly. If it isn't taking place, then don't believe me that I've told you the truth. But if it's taking place, then believe that it's him. In that day, the Son of Man will be revealed. What day? In the days of, as it were, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. We can see that right now today, can we not? Then that day, the Son of Man will be revealed. When all the wickedness is at its apex, it's at its top, it's more wicked than it's ever been. In that day, I will show you who I am. And he's done it. The Son of Man will be revealed in a body of flesh. You people in the church, just exactly what it was that were the days of Sodom. A called out group away from all of them, setting out believing the promise of God. The works that the Holy Spirit is doing today by these visions never failing, promises never failing. All the apostle, uh, uh, apostle signs promised in the Bible, Malachi 4, Revelations 10, 7, being fulfilled, proved by signs every other way. If I haven't told you the truth, these things would not be happening. But if I've told you the truth, they bear record that I've told you the truth. And he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the manifestation of his spirit is now catching away a bride. Let the faith, let that truth fall into your heart. This is the hour. Hallelujah. Satan says, this is my time. No, it's not your time. This is the time for the bride because she knows who she is. She is an invincible army. And she has the truth. Amen. Gird yourself with truth. Buckle up. 
Show yourself to be a man. This is a warfare we're fighting. And God don't call sissies. He calls real men and women. That is not scared to hold that sword of faith. That sword of the spirit. And plunge it into the heart of the enemy. Let's bow our heads. Take a moment to look at your armor. Do you need to tighten up that belt of truth? The Lord, I've slacked it. Let it slack. I want to put it back in its place. Dress, adjust that, best, that breastplate of righteousness. Put it back in its place. Put your shoes on. Grab your shield and your sword. We're marching to Zion. We're taking every promises of God. We're taking everything that's been given to us. We're not leaving a hoof behind. Is there some real soldiers in this army? Say, Lord, let me place that belt of truth around me. Let me pull it tight, Lord. Let me place it in this rightful position. Yes, Lord. Maybe be just sincere before God for a moment. One day, tonight, he could be your friend. One day, he'll be your judge. What truth do you want to face? Because one day, you will face that truth, regardless if you do it tonight or not. You'll stand before the very God of truth. And he'll look at you and you won't be able to hide a thing. And you'll think on these things and wonder why. There's a man, I can't recall his name right now, that's had a dream. He'd come before that throne. He said he thought he'd been a pretty good man. Done a lot of good things. Been a missionary, I believe. He said, but before that light, he realized he'd done a lot of things wrong. Done a lot of things wrong. So the voice came from there and said, Have you ever lied? He said, Yeah, I've lied. Have you ever, ever done anything wrong? He said, my, why? I could think of all kinds of things I've done wrong in that light. Have you ever done some deed that you knew you shouldn't have done and you caused things? Yeah, I, I could think of all kinds of things in that light. Just about the time he thought judgment was about to come, he heard the sweetest voice he ever heard. Father, he stood for me. And now I'm standing for He's standing for you tonight. He's there to take your iniquities and your sins. He's there to take it all. He's standing for you tonight. You that's been slothful and slack, why don't you just buckle up a little tighter? Say, Lord, let me fight this race. Let me fight this fight, the good fight of faith. 
Lord, don't let me become slothful. Don't let me be slack, Lord, concerning the promises of God. But I want everything you promised. Lord Jesus, this belt of truth, Lord, this word, I'm so thankful for it, Father. Where in the world would we be in the time that we're living in if we didn't have truth? Dear God, see the world sliding into the bottomless pit and where they're going. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to see right or wrong. They don't think anything's right. Just a bunch of nonsense. Believed a lie. Satan's lying and being damned by it. But Lord, there's a people that believes the truth. And the truth is wrapped around them tonight, held by truth. Father God, we ask the Lord that there be anyone tonight, Lord, that's been bound by a lie. Satan's told them that it ain't for them. Satan's told them they can't be saved. Satan's told them it's for another time. Satan's told them, Satan's told them, Satan's told them. Lord, may they turn down the lie tonight. And accept the truth of the hour, the word of God. Bless your people once again. Come by the aisles for a moment, Lord. Give us an opportunity, Father, just to reach out and touch you. To speak to hearts and lives, we pray. Grant it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just worship the Lord together for a moment. Oh 